Attention, Perma. A broadcast will arrive at this listening center shortly. It is sent from the Imperma Research Institute at Lunda Uni in Lundangla, ICE-4. Broadcast services are made possible through PLOP, the Perma Listener Outreach Project, and the Lariah T. Mushta Foundation. Welcome once again to the Resum Island Survivals. Dr. Huerto is not with us tonight. He is, in fact, on an observing ship right now, en route to Empty Slot to check on his team's excavation progress. I look forward to hearing about how that goes. Tonight, we continue listening to the story of Beowinna. Last episode, we learned that, though illiterate, Bio was able to decode the secret symbology leading to the island. We also know that her micro is a tribe dominated by a reverence for a larger-than-life ruler or a godlike entity called Coach. Her role in the micro seems limited to certain duties. Also, remember that the Resumer interviewing Bia is playing the role of the Blurry Presber, a frequent feature of Resum culture from High and Perma when the story was recorded. Now, that's enough from me. Let's continue with the reading of this survival. Tell me more about where you come from. The place I come from is called Gillet. I have no business saying I'm from there, because now I'm off the team. I was sent off of the field, off of the squad, all of it. I ruined everything. What did you ruin? I don't understand. Coach always says that cheerleaders are better when they do things together. Like a team. And that includes, above all things, baby making. I remember when number 78 chose me to make his baby. I was a little scared at first because I didn't know how to make one. They seemed so weirdo the way they yelled and squirmed all the time. I didn't know how that was supposed to come out of me. Squad leader told me to just relax, telling me that helmets know all about how to make a baby so I just need to let them take the lead. 78 wasn't popular. Everyone wanted number 23 or 41, the QBs. But I thought 78 looked strong, and I thought that he played well. Coach says that everyone on the team has a part in making the win, not just the QBs. So are you saying that you and this number 78 made a baby? No. Coach makes all the babies. He makes all the calls, even the ones we don't like. Look, every cheerleader gets a helmet, and by homecoming, the babies are ready to come out and play. But since I could only choose a third string helmet, we were the last to make the babies. So we were the last to have them, too. This made me nervous, for sure, because we would, like, still be making babies when everyone else was done and getting ready to go to Ralph Wilson on homecoming. 
The opponent liked to make nasty plays when he knew that we were making babies, because he could catch us when we weren't looking, when we were weak. That's why squad leader made us be extra careful during that season. Ralph Wilson took weeks to get to, and if we didn't leave on homecoming, the cold would get us. Helmets loved to hunt in the open fields of Anada, but the cold could sneak up on you out there. Who could forget the games when the opponent defeated a whole team by tricking them to stay in Anada too long with warm winds and sunshine? Nothing was left except their pads and helmets and pom-poms. They all lost the playoffs for sure. Coach gave us winning plays so that the opponent would never overcome us again. But Coach said, the opponent is smart and tough and you can't underestimate him. When the time came for the third string to make the babies, squad leader walked us through all the plays written just for this occasion. We had spent the whole season getting ready for this moment. It was all we did. I knew those drills inside and out. I remember beginning to breathe, getting ready for our cheers. I will never forget that cheer. I remember when I was little and we would see who could memorize it first, even though coach said we weren't supposed to. So when the day came for the baby to come out, I breathed how squad leader taught us. And after a long time and a lot of cheering, the baby started coming. All the other cheerleaders were having theirs. I remember Mindy's came first, then Cindy's, then Lindy's. After a while, it was clear I was going to be the last one. If the opponent sees your weakness, he sees a loser. That's what coach said. And that's what squad leader says when you're the last one. Over and over, she kept cheering it. I couldn't take it. And after a while, I started screaming at her to stop. And then the other cheerleaders, the one who hadn't made babies yet, started pulling at me. Stop! One no, even took stop. a hold of my pigtail and dragged me to the ground. They took Shiny right from my arms. She was still warm and I was too weak to fight. I don't remember what happened after that. What happened to your baby? You named it Shiny? No. Not at the time. Coach names it. It's his, after all. They all are. I sort of gave her that name later when I was wandering around on my way to here. I don't remember it at all, but I remember feeling it in my belly and I heard it scream just once, but I heard it. So I named her Shiny because I like that word. Now it's with Coach. I'm totally sure it's going to be an all-star. I know it. Shiny is no loser. Not like me. What does it matter if you're the last one to have the baby? It means you're a loser. Last one to do it is a loser, dummy. It also means that the baby is a loser too. As coach always said, there's no room for losers on the team. 
That's Shiny is no loser. I know that. What happens to losers? Well, it's up to the opponent. Losers can't leave with homecoming. They... We can't go to Ralph Wilson for the big game. That's for sure. If losers were allowed there, the opponent would destroy all of the teams that meet there. Only winners can go. Losers have to stay in the training camp until their team comes back from Ralph Wilson. But that means surviving the cold. If you can make it through, you get another shot at trying out for the squad. My thing was that I acted like a total loser. I was so worn out after the baby making that when the first string of my squad came to take her, I mean, it away. I didn't remember the plays. Can you believe that? Everyone knows what happens if you're the last one, but I just forgot. I thought they were trying to hurt me and Shiny. I didn't want them to take Shiny away. What happened after your team left you? Well, I woke up to find that, like, literally everyone had ditched me. They were all gone. Homecoming was over, and the team was on its way to Ralph Wilson. They left me with blankets and a pack of supplies. It wasn't much, and it wouldn't last me very long at all, even if I just ate the tiniest I could for as long as I could. The sun was setting, and I looked at the big, wide edge of the Anata field to see if I could see the cold, but I didn't. I had never seen it, but I knew it would arrive soon. I thought back to all the cheerleaders who had become losers that I knew. I mean, I always thought the pack they were given was very generous. Like Coach said, always be a good sportsman. But now that I was a loser, I didn't think it was so generous. I felt pretty bad about thinking that thought. And I recalled another of Coach's sayings. Don't be a sore loser. I decided that I would do the best I could. That I wouldn't be a sore loser. Join us next episode as we hear the final part of Beowina's story. listening to the recent island survivors this was episode three of cycle two put me in coach it was written and directed by chris whitebell david walker played dr low swell jen ricos played be a winner eric loy played the blurry presber Learn more about the show at reesomisland.com.